Sri Vishnu Sahasranam, name 860, is Vayuvahana. This name has already been featured at name 333. We're going to revisit some of the interpretations, explanations that were given there and go on to some others also. Vayu, we know very well, means air or wind. And Vahana means the carrier or that which is carried. So the idea is that the Vayu, the, the idea that, that blows, that goes. And Vahana, to carry, to flow. So we can see here about the, the flow of air. He because of whom the air flows. Yeah, that's the explanation that Sri Parashrabhata gives way back in the 36th verse, 333, that he drives the air, he makes it move, he makes it flow. Sometimes we see uh, the city dwellers, they won't notice, but we're in the country, sometimes everything seems very still. Sometimes it's like that on a very hot day when the temperature goes up around 40 or above 40 Celsius in the afternoon and everything's completely still and nothing moves. The wind, there's no wind. There's no rustling of the leaves of the trees. <clears throat> the animals, everyone's is just too hot. The animals just stop moving around. Often after that, especially in Bengal, there'll be a huge windstorm. Generally, the air is always moving. People talk about nature, peace, but it's not so peaceful. It's, well, it's not silent because generally there are trees and, and the air is blowing. It makes a rustling, the rustling. Uh, we can't see air, but we can see the effect in the leaves of the trees rustling. We can feel the air blowing on our body, on our face. Uh, if the wind becomes very strong, it can blow down banana trees or sometimes even much more solid trees. <clears throat> the movement of the air goes on thanks to Krishna. Radha Krishna Shastri quotes in this regard from Brihad Aranyaka Upanishad. Sometimes it's considered, and it's, it's a fact that the Upanishads, they have a lot of very <clears throat> arcane, difficult to understand, abstruse topics. But some of them are very straightforward also. Here, uh, we'll read from Brihadaranyaka. Yo vayo tashtan vayo rantaro yam vayo naveda yasya vayu shariram yo vayo rantaro vamayati eshata atma antarami amritaha. He, and of course we understand that to mean Vishnu, because 
Sarve Veda Yatpadam Amananti. He is the subject of all the Vedas. So here this is referring to Vishnu, who Yovayo Tishtan. He dwells, he is situated in Vayu. Who is with and similarly Vayor Antaroyam, this one who is within the air. But Vayur Naveda, the air doesn't know this one. Yasya Vayu Shariram, whose very body is air. Yo Vayur Antaro Vamavati, who controls the air from within. Eshata Atma Antaryami. He is the Antaryami, the, the inner dweller. This what we say, the super soul within air, Vayu. And Amrita, who is immortal. So we say, well, how does he dwell in air? We have to remember that air, from the modern scientific atheistic scientific or reductionist scientific perspective, air is <clears throat> some chemicals and it moves due to uh, various forces which can be studied in physics. But Vedic understanding is there's a person. Vayu is air, the element air, and is also the person, the great Deva, the great demigod, who's Antaryami, who is carried, is carried, he's able to do all his activities by Vishnu. Therefore, Vayu Vahana. Vahana means the, the vehicle or who carries. Shankara, explaining the name uh, in verse 36, says that he, Vayu Vahana, is the director of the seven vital Airs. Uh, so these are, this, this refers to seven regions of space beyond this earthly sphere. There's the great space, Antariksha, it's called space, and they're controlled by different suns, seven, seven regions which are controlled by seven different suns of Kashyapa and Diti, that means they're, they're uh, technically they're Daityas, uh, they are able to do, they're, they're called the Sapta Maruts. They're sons of Diti, but they're the Maruts. They, we'll find that they're, they're technically Daityas. They were supposed to be demoniac. We'll find this is described in the sixth canto of Bhagavatam. But actually they're very friendly to Indra. So they're like demigods. And the seven <coughs> principal maruts among the 49 are avaha, pravaha, samvaha, udvaha, vivaha, parivaha, and paravaha. And each name, if we get into the technicalities, each, each name, you'll find each one of them has a separate prefix, vaha. That, again, that which, that which carries, as in vahana, pravaha, paravaha. So the prefix in every case uh, indicates 
it's a technical term which means that it describes the particular kind of air, just like the first one is there, Uddvaha. This is the air which lifts things up. So these uh, seven Maruts, they're, they're the wind gods, they control seven regions of the universe. Curiously, those who have commented, generally list, generally, or they list only six, of the regions. The space between the earth and the clouds, then between the clouds and the sun, between the sun and the moon. See, the moon is further away than the sun. Between the moon and the stars, between the stars and the planets, and between the planets and the Saptarishi Mandal, the area where the seven great sages uh, reside. Why do the various objects in space not collide with each other? It's all, it's these airs. This is different to the, what we could call the modern scientific perspective. There are various airs, and they're ultimately under the control of Vishnu. So, this uh, tremendous power of air, which keeps the whole universe in shape, uh, we can't live without air, but that is all the, the given. The ability of air to blow is given by Bhagavan, Vayuvahana. In this instance of the name, Shankara, Shankaracharya explains that Vayuvahana means one who makes the air flow and in this way sustains all beings. Uh, the Air must flow uh, on the order of Bhagavan. Quoting from Taitiriya, Taitiriya Upanishad, and there's a similar statement in Bhagavatam and elsewhere. Bishashmad Vata Pavate. The wind blows through fear of him. Satyadeva Vashishta comments that at the time of creation, Bhagavan first makes the air flow and then he gives the bodies to the embodied living beings so that they can move around and breathe and live because there has to be air there in advance. And of course, air, water, other things, but the immediate need is air. <clears throat> we can live, most humans can live several, if not, many days without food, uh, significantly less time without water, and a very short time without air. So air has to be there. And Bhagavan uh, puts the air there first, and that air, which is there, but it's hard to track, hard to understand, hard to um, quantify or qualify it. And Satyadeva Vashishta in this regard gives several uh, quotes from the Vedas about air. Everything is covered in the Vedas, especially in the 
yeah, in, in the, the Shruti and then followed by the Smriti, all the important topics concerning spiritual existence and material existence, they're all given there so we can understand who we are, why we're here, how we're here, and how, how we're here, not just philosophically forgetting Krishna, but the whole setup, how everything is created, and how we live in this, how different elements are interacting. Uh, air, even you see, the air is such a powerful uh, element. We, fire, the action of fire can be very spectacular. But fire depends on air. And air depends upon Vishnu. He is the support, of course, not just of air, but of all the planets and all the, all the different elements, the sun, the wind, the moon. The winds blow. It's just like I, here in South India, we have now the second monsoon. The winter monsoon is going on. It's every winter that will be there. And in the summer, there's the summer monsoon, and the winter monsoon only affects this part of India in which I'm living. So it, it's predictable. And at different times of the year, in different parts of the world, different kinds of air will blow. We can say, at least here in India, we can understand the change of season takes place practically overnight from winter to spring, the wind is blowing from the north, cold wind. And then for so many days, and then suddenly it's blowing from the south, and the wind is warmer. So it's not just the action of the sun, but the action of the wind also. And the point of saying all these things is to emphasize that this is all under the control of Vishnu, the maintainer of the universe. <clears throat> a very uh, beautiful explanation is given by Parasha Bhatta that he, Vayuvahana, lifts up the fallen with the swiftness of air with the help of Garuda. This is how he explains this instance of the name, so that there's no redundancy. The name is there twice, but it's understood differently at each uh, instance. So, those who have fallen into the ocean of material existence, Lord Vishnu, Radion Garuda, who is known for his swiftness, he can go so fast, but the birds, they also need the air. The birds can fly thanks to the... Uh, of course, the bird doesn't know how he's doing it, just like we don't know how we're walking, how we keep our balance. We don't even think about it. So the bird also is flying. He doesn't know, but the indwelling, Supersoul, Paramatma, Vishnu, he gives the intelligence to the bird or the, the innate ability to fly and adjust his feathers and wings 
and take advantage of the wind flows. Some, when you see some birds like hawks and gulls, they'll fly high in the sky. They don't fly. They hardly move their wings at all. They just, just their wing is outstretched and they, they just hover on the wind current and uh, airplanes with their wings they're, they're made originally by studying the how the birds they take advantage and you see even to the present day that how the the, the wings i don't know exactly the technical term but the, there's a little bit which will fold down and fold up to take uh, what's it called Aerofoil, yeah. That will, when the plane lands, and they'll put that down, and that helps to break the plane. Oh, that one, that's a flap. That's a flap, okay. The, the aerofoil, yeah, and, and some some very sophisticated planes, even the, uh, even the angle of the wing can change in flight. <clears throat> so it's all very sophisticated, but not as sophisticated as the... Uh, as the birds, or even the mosquitoes for that matter. The mosquito is a better flying machine than the best of the airplanes because, or, or you see little flies, so many flies come when there's a light outside and thousands of flies will all fly around. They don't bump into each other. To do anything even slightly resembling that of airline pilots would require incredible skill and synchronicity, but they crash. But the, 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 we don't find that the insects crash. So that's intelligence given by Bhagawan, how they can, they, the little insect, they can also be called Vayuvahana because they travel on the air, but the super soul in their heart is there who's directing them they don't think about what they're doing but Bhagawan he knows so Garuda the king of birds there's a story given in Shastra in Mahabharata and elsewhere uh, well it's just related in brief here because uh, Baladev Vidya Bhushan he quotes this also. Baladev Vidya Bhushan says that Vayu Vahana means the one who makes Garuda carry Vahati at the speed of the wind, Vayu. So, Uparicharavasu. Uparicharavasu is his, Vishnu's unalloyed devotee who had gone down to the lower regions of the earth being cursed by the sages and then he was picked up by Garuda at the instance of Lord Vishnu. Um, this Baladev Vidya Bhushan says this is a well-known story from the Narayaniya of Mahabharata. Of course, nowadays it's not well-known because people don't study Shastra. Uh, the story... In little more detail is given uh, Vishwanath Chakravar Thakur in his Madhurya Kadambani describes three devotees as particularly magnanimous. Who are they? Think about it. He says 
Nityanand Prabhu, Jara Bharat, and Chedi Raj, Uparichara Vasu. Chedi Raj means the king of Varanasi. So Uparichara Vasu was a great Vaishnav king. He was great as a king, he was a very powerful king, and he was a very great Vaishnava. So he's famous even today, or his name is known even today, because he was a great Vaishnava, not because he was a great king, because so many great kings have come and gone. So he was cursed by the rishis for some reason not given here, to go to Patala, the lower regions of the universe. But Narayana Parasarve Nakutaschana Pibhyati Svargapa Vaga Narakesh Vapitulyarta Darshanaha as is stated in the Bhagavatam, someone who's truly attached to Narayana, he's not disturbed in any circumstance. He may go to heaven, he may go to hell, he may be liberated, not liberated. He just takes it all the same because wherever he goes, he does his service to Krishna. So this is what's happened with Uparicharavasu. He was sent to the lower regions of the universe, but he just went on with his worship. And in the lower regions, there are the demoniac beings, and they didn't like him worshipping Vishnu, so they attacked him with so many weapons, but they couldn't do anything, couldn't hurt him whatsoever. He didn't resist. Then they tried uh, preaching atheistic philosophy to him. He wasn't disturbed in the slightest. And then Uparicharavasu, he converted them into devotees. They were trying to convert him into an atheist, but he converted them into devotees. The demigods, seeing all this from above, they blessed him that even while residing in that horrible condition, he would not at all be affected by hunger, thirst, weakness, sickness, any kind of distress. And there's little lines of ghee, vasudhara, that the, the ghee is offered in the sacrifice by brahmanas. That, so it became part of the sacrifice that the brahmanas had to offer some ghee that Uparichara Vasu would take. So that ritual is still going on. In the meantime, Garuda, going at the speed of the wind, brought Uparicharavasu to Vaikuntha. Radha Krishna Shastri says that Vayuvahana means one who has air has his vehicle. And this is a very beautiful story. That when Vishnu is residing in Vaikuntha and all of a sudden he hears Gajendra is calling out to him so he's, he's rushing out to go to save Gajendra. My devotee is in distress. He's calling out for me. So he has to go, and he has to go immediately. In the meantime, Lakshmi says, well, wait a minute, you're not dressed properly for going in public. I don't have time to wait. And Garuda, Garuda, didn't, Garuda just comes like that, but it wasn't fast enough. So he just left anyway. <laughs> He didn't wait for Gajendra. And Gajendra must have caught up later because we find the description in the Bhagavatam of him coming on 
uh, on Garuda, not Gajendra. He, Garuda caught up with him, but he was just he just left immediately. He ready to ride on the air. I, I, Garuda is not ready. Okay, I'll just I'll just go. Ananta Krishna Shastri ref, refers to Vayu as Hanuman, Atma Vayiputra, the the. The son is as good as the father. The father is represented by the son. Hanuman is the son of Vayu. So several times Hanuman carried Rama when they first met. Hanuman came in the form of a Brahmana, but when he had to bring Rama, Raman Lakshman had to go through the forest, through the thick jungle, to the hideout of Sugriva. So Hanuman took his uh, original monkey form and carried Raman Lakshman because he knew the paths through the dense forest and it's difficult going. Of course, nothing's difficult for Raman Lakshman, but they're playing as human beings. Then... Uh, <clears throat> Hanuman became the vehicle for Sri Ramachandra to carry his message to Sita Mata in Lanka. He became the vehicle. Vayu is the Vahana. Here we have Vayu is the Vahana in the service of Vishnu. Uh, he became the vehicle to carry the Sanjeevani mountain, to bring a whole mountain to the battlefield. Uh, and of course, his famous crossing over the ocean, uh, jump, jumping over the ocean. Krishna Datta Bharadvaj gives the following understanding uh, that he who announces upon the arrival of Bhagavan, Garuda carries Narayana, but when he arrives in a place, then Vayu announces. How does he announce his arrival? Garuda's wings, and then you can feel the air coming. So that's, you can know, oh, such a heavy. Heavy wind, it must be Vishnu coming on Garuda. <clears throat> I'm going to quote from Canto 3, Chapter 21, Text 34 of Srimad Bhagavatam from the purport to that verse by Srila Prabhupada. He writes that in the Vedic literature, in the Vedic literature, it is stated that the two wings of the transcendental bird Garuda, who carries the Lord everywhere, are two divisions of the Samaveda known as Brihat and Ratantara. Garuda works as the carrier of the Lord, therefore he is considered the transcendental prince of all carriers. With his two wings, Garuda began to vibrate the Samaveda, which is chanted by great sages to pacify the Lord. The Lord is worshipped by Brahma, by Lord Shiva, by Garuda and other demigods with selected poems and great sages worship him with the hymns of Vedic literatures, such as the Upanishads and Samaveda. 
These Samaveda utterances are automatically heard by the devotee when another great devotee of the Lord, Garuda, flaps his wings. So in this way, Vayu announces the arrival of Lord Vishnu. Uh, that can be understood another way also, because when Garuda flaps his wings, the, the, the Vedas, the Samaveda becomes automatically sounded which is in praise of Lord Vishnu. Satya Sandha Tirtha breaks up the Sanskrit in another way to explain that he is the one who leads the jivas to breathe or who gives them the facility to do so. When a, when a mammal is born, they have to, have to get them um, breathing because they, they come out of the womb of the mother in the womb of the mother, they don't breathe. And as soon as they come out, they have to start breathing. So I don't know if it's done nowadays, but maybe it'll be called child abuse. <laughs> but they, the system was the, the, uh, the uh, what's that called? The, the midwife would catch the, catch the baby, the two legs, hold, it up, hold the baby upside down in one hand and slap the bottom. And then the baby starts crying, then he can breathe. And then the, the kittens are born, and immediately the kittens are born, it's just like they're in a plastic bag or something, individual, individual wrapped. And then immediately the cat knows she has to, she with her tongue, she has to lick that away so that the kittens can start to breathe. So here's the one who leads the jivas to breathe. Oh, how, how does the cat know to do that? It's inspired by the Antaryami, Bhagavan within the heart. Another meaning that Satya Sandha Tirtha gives is that he is the one, Vishnu is the one who makes Vayu exist and to pervade everything. Another consider yet another consideration. See, just one name it seems to be a very, fairly straightforward name, but so many ways it can be understood. And of course, we're just touching it. The soul leaves the body at the time of death. Paramatma accompanies the soul. The Paramatma who's been accompanying that jiva in that body and body after body after body. So Vayu, in one form, Vayu takes the Jiva and the Paramatma. It's said that Vayu takes the Jiva on one shoulder and Paramatma on the other, and then takes the Jiva to the next place where he has to go. Because so Paramatma sits on Vayu, therefore, Vishnu is called Vayu Vahana. And ultimately, uh, this is especially the understanding in the Madhva Sampradaya, that when the jiva finally has, after being in the material, after being in material existence, when the jiva finally has direct darshan of Bhagavan Narayana, Vayu brings him and introduces him.
It's only by Vayu's intercession. So Vayu brings the jivas to him. Of course, we're just saying that the, the jiva is with Paramatma. But the jiva doesn't know or he ignores. But when the jiva finally is eligible to come directly into the association of Bhagavan Narayana, then Vayu will bring him and introduce him. So in this way, Vayu Vahana, who is carried by Vayu to Bhagavan Narayana, uh, or, or who carries the jiva. Uh, he, for us to come in contact with him, it requires uh, the intercession of Vayu. Therefore, he's known as Vayu Vahana, to, who, to whom persons are carried by Vayu. Vancha kalpa tarupyas chakupa sintubya evacha patita anam pavane bhyo vaishnave bhyo namo namaha. Dantene dhayachuna kang padayone patikrit vacha kaku shatam etad ahambravimi. Hey, sadava sakala evivihaya durad. Gauranga chandra charane kurutanu ragaha. Parivada tujano yata tata vananu mukarona vayang vichara yamaha. Hari rasa madira madati matab huvi vilutama nartama nirvishama. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. Hari Bol, Hare Krishna.